Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I am your host, Jordan Hennessy, and today I am joined by interior designer, Maura Mackey. After several years of doing interior design projects alongside her full-time job and developing her skills through various courses, Maura took the leap into full-time interior design. Today, we discuss her journey, her love for biophilic design, and her passion for transforming spaces into ones that our clients love. You're very welcome to Cork Creative, Maura. Thank you very much, Georgie, for having me. Delighted to be here. So, Maura, I suppose, how did you get into design? We'll start off with that. I always love colours and, t- and nice textures and stuff like that. I, when I, I'll always remember my first memories when, when I was 10. My mum used to buy me this monthly magazine. It was called Home Magic. You can still see it in front of me. I used to, she'd buy it every month. I used to, find, I used to feel very lucky that she'd buy it for me and I'd put it into my folder. And I remember reading it cover to cover. And I, at the time, I remember saying, oh, how lucky am I that she bought it for me and stuff like that. So that was my first memory of me with interior design then we built our own house and I decided I had a full-time job but I decided I'd love to go back to college to learn about interior design so that I could actually you know my own house I wanted to be able to ensure that my own house was done right so I'm back to college uh, two nights a week for a couple of years done my interior design course and then from there obviously done a few jobs in my own house and used use what I had learned but at the time, I suppose, Jordan, if I'm honest, interior design wasn't, wasn't as affordable or people didn't see it as a must-have thing for their home at the time. So it wasn't paying the bills. So I stayed at my full-time job and continued that. And then maybe on, on at weekends, maybe the evenings, I do the odd job for friends and family and stuff like that. So then I worked away at that for a good few years. And then I had was a mom and I stayed at home with my kids for a couple of years. And then I went back to college and I done a few more courses in interior design, retail design. And then I decided, OK, Mara, now's your chance. We had also done a few extensions in my own house here. So I kind of went, hang on now. Look, it, it has challenges, but I won't lie. I enjoyed every bit of it. And I said, hang on now. If I'm here doing this in my house, there's no reason why I can't do it for other people in their houses. Of course, yeah. And I suppose I saw the changes as well after the you know, whatever, 10, 15 years here. We had a Dharma bungalow and then we had transformed it from a 27-year-old bungalow now to then a modern contemporary space. So I suppose as we were doing it, I kind of saw the improvements and how much it enhanced our lives to have the extra space and light mm. and stuff coming in. So I was like, yes, that's it. That's what I want to do. So done the retail space, I did start your own business. And then I said, okay, I need to start it now. So then I joined up with Leo and just started and got mentors and helping how to put myself out there and stuff like that. So then Marmacki Design was born, I suppose, in November 19. And from there, I suppose, people got to know about me officially under my Marmacki Design umbrella, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So from there, people, yeah, and it's word of mouth and everything like that, Jordan. You kind of, people get to know you and trust you, I suppose, as the months went on. But obviously, COVID hit then in March. So mm. that was a bit of a hard thing, a challenge, I suppose, for me. So yeah. I remember thinking to myself, oh God, what am I going to do now? This is my business. I'm... I won't like one or two days. I didn't want to get out from underneath the duvet. <laughs> but then I remember my coach, Anne Healy in Cormac Sherry, and she, I remember she ringing me and said, okay, Maura, what are you doing now? So I was like, I feel like crying. And she goes, no, no, no crying. No, no, come on. We're going to meet now every week and we're going to, I'm going to see where you're going to be and we're going to get this. And I was like, okay. And you know what? It made me realize that, okay, all is not lost. Come on, there's got to be another way to work it. So then I was kind of, you know, on obviously Zoom was a big thing at the time. Mm. I needed to meet more people. And then I started doing virtual consultations for people 
worked out basically that we need to do virtual consultations rather than me going to someone's house i started to send them out questionnaires they started sending me videos so then once i saw the space Jarlene, i automatically could visualize myself mm -hmm. in the space so there it was a bit of a twist but you know what i went from in, so now i suppose i can do in-person and virtual one which is great, great. so i suppose you know what now you learn something i always say every day is a school day and for me that was a big challenge in my business yeah. you know but that's how I got into design and the fact that I think I suppose I survived COVID and I suppose I, I feel I've learned so much and I've achieved so much during COVID that I'm here to stay. So design is definitely a passion for me. I just absolutely love it. Great. And I feel, you know what, I'm finally doing what I've always wanted to do in my life, you know. It makes life so much easier, doesn't it, when oh, you're doing something you enjoy. Yeah. yeah, I just love it. I love going into seeing new spaces and how you can help people and it just, you know, I just actually love, love what I do every day. Great. And can you explain to our listeners some of the services that you offer, so Maura? There's probably a lot of strings to my bow, so to speak. As I said, I offer in-person and virtual consultations. So I suppose the different ones that I offer is I will offer one-room consultation packages, I suppose. This is designed for clients who want to improve an existing room in their home, say, for example, paint choice, flooring, fabrics and accessories. Mm. Then for this one, there will be no uh, bespoke design file with this package because this will be just literally, you know, once off, like basically going in to see what they need. So the advice and, and notes will be given during the consultation. If they need trace people, I can give them some numbers for this as well. So the big one that people love is the renovations and redesign package, right? Mm -hmm. So this consists of a two-hour Zoom call in-person home visit with the client to discuss how to create and transform the area in their home and make it a more functional and well-designed space. I talk with the client to see, you know, what their needs are, what they're hoping to have at the end of our consult and my time with them, obviously discuss their budget. Then obviously I would give them a, a bespoke file, design file there, Jardine. So basically what that is, I'd be giving them a mood board and a list of things that they need to change to create that visual. It would be a visual design concept, I suppose, so okay. they could actually visually see it. So it would give, I suppose, just say for a living room now, what would be in a, in that file would be like color options. There would be a row, couch ideas, accessories, flooring recommendations, storage and things like that. And I suppose I always say to people, I can be as much or as little help as they need. So I can stop there or I can go on and I can design the whole room for them and do everything project managing, project managing, I suppose, for the, so to speak. Mm. The other thing is that, say, for example, and this would happen a lot, is that people would go in, they would design something themselves. And, you know, they're be it a, a new space, a new build or a renovation, and then they might go in buying curtains and stuff. And they're trying to put it together, but it doesn't work. Mm. So basically, that's where I would come into them and I would see what they have and see, you know, basically how we can jig it around and make it look more comfy and cozy. Mm. So once again, literally it's there and then it's consultation that's there and then unless they want me to give them more help. And, you know, normally people for this, they kind of go, we've gone so far more. We just need you to tell us what will go here. Say, for example, look, the couch doesn't go in that corner. You need to move it over here. Mm. You know, like the curtains that you bought don't really go. Maybe you could use in a different room. We buy new ones. And, you know, I go through all that with them and stuff like that. So the other thing that I do is I work new builds. I suppose I can come in at the design stage to help you see how best to design the house and how best to use your budget. Or I can come in after the build, you know, say, like, say, when well, the builder's gone out and you need help from there. Or when it's that builder's finished finish or if you're living in the space as well and you need a certain area in your house done like some people or a lot of people nowadays will come in journey and they would have their they would maybe have their kitchen done but they just don't need to you know how to bring the open plan space into it then and something like that 
I'll always encourage my clients to bring as much light, air, nature and natural elements into design. That's my big thing. But once again, I can be as much or as little help as you need. Yeah. The other thing I do is home staging. I suppose this is kind of an add on to what I do, my interior design skills. Yeah. So I suppose home staging is for people that don't know what home staging is, is I stage your home or property to suit, suit the potential buyer to ensure that you get the best sale price for your property. Mm. So what I offer there is I can just come into your house maybe for an hour, an hour and a half and do a staging report and just go through the whole, from the front door to the back door and tell you exactly what you need to change to make it look better for you. Mm-hmm. And we can stop there. Or you could say to me, Mara, will you please do the whole lot for me? Mm-hmm. I have no interest doing any of that. And I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And if you have a property that's empty, Jardine, then I'm someone who can come in and I can actually rent, get rented furniture for you and fill your property with rented furniture. I suppose people can visualize themselves in a property much better when it's furnished rather than not. Yes, you know what I mean? of course. Yeah, it's easier for them to it, imagine it is themselves. Easy, and there's a the potential, whereas sometimes the empty properties can be very cold mm. and clinical. And I suppose the other big thing they always say to people, by staging a property, you can earn 6 to 11% more on the asking price, Gosh. which I think is win-win. But look, yeah. you know what? Now, I suppose when you have the money in your hand, you kind of realize, oh my God, that car, what she done definitely made mm. us earn that extra bit of money. Now, the other thing that I do as well is commercial projects. My designs are conceived with your end purpose in mind. I suppose in commercial space, I ensure I try to bring the biophilic design concept in where possible. Mm-hmm. And while it, for anyone that would know what biophilic design is, that is bringing nature and natural elements into space, which would be air, light, plants, wood, water. And the benefits of biophilic design in these kind of spaces is that it benefits the employer and the employee. Basically, it's good for your well-being, but also for me, even I see here when I've taken things around me, mm. I'm definitely way more creative and stuff like that. And it's just a better space to work in. For commercial projects, I suppose it's kind of people could have a new project or they might have somewhere that they need to be retrofitted or given a facelift. So my designs look great and they actually work. I work with the client to say, OK, where do you need my help? You know, how can I help you? So it's all about that communication between the client and myself, whether it's commercial project or new build or renovation. Like it's grand for me to come in as a designer to say, oh, I think this will work there and that would work there. But I want it to work for you yeah. as the client. Mm-hmm. And I want you to love it when I walk out the door to say, I wouldn't put that color on the wall. Now, if if she didn't tell me, no, I want you to love it. And we pick it together and I work with you, not just my ideas. So we work on, I suppose, anything from the front door to back door. Some people say, oh, you know, work away with it more. And they're happy for me to do it, Jardine. It's less stress. I suppose the different kind of commercial spaces that I've worked on would be reception areas, bathrooms, boardrooms. And I suppose there is just giving, helping people with lighting, flooring, color decisions, reception, furniture, finishing touches and stuff like that. And this, you know, t- trying to improve the aesthetics and the light in the space. So I also do color consultations. So a lot of people actually lately mm. got on to me say, you know, they might have an old kitchen, a wooden kitchen that might be a dark color journey. So for they might say to me, you know, like the kitchen is too good to throw it out. So would you come and do a colour consultation? Give me a new colour for my units. I want to change my splashback, my worktop. I want to put new colours on my walls, new floor and stuff like that. So that would be your ideal colour consultation. Or you might have someone that might say, I just can't pick out the colour for my walls. Will you come out and help me? They might have everything else there. They might even have a set of curtains on the walls. They love and they were like, okay, you need to pick a colour that will match that. Mm. And that's fine too. Or there might be somebody that might ring me and say, Mara, look, I'm, I'm actually changing the colour of the outside of my house. You'd never come down and give me a few ideas. And I will. So it could be anything. Outside, inside, it could be anywhere at all. You know what I mean? 
And another thing that I have as well is on Facebook, I actually have a, a Facebook group. It's called Style Your Home with Confidence. I suppose I set it up last Christmas because I love decorating my house for Christmas. So I, as I was going on probably in the middle of November and work my way through right up to, you know, November or December, letting people know what they could do. I showed them videos of what I'd done in my house, where they could buy the stuff. And then what I do is every couple of months, I also write an article for the West Park people. So I put my articles in there. If I come across anything that I think would be useful for my for my people in the group, I'll put it in there and little, you know, different guides and stuff like that. I kind of I'll put nuggets of information there for people. It could be like, you know, colors that are useful, you know, where you can buy nice furniture, where you can get nice curtains, things like that. Mm. So it's style your home with confidence on Facebook. The last thing that I suppose I'm really passionate about, though, and I suppose has really, really kind of, I think I can, I just love it. It's all about the biophilic bio design console. So mm. Or you could have someone it might be something as little as i suppose i'm kind of working at that now my my new website at the moment to see what are the needs of people where do they need my help being in all those different areas mm. for every one that i do i try and bring in a bit of that mm-hmm. everywhere in the field you know what now if it enhances somebody's mood then why not exactly you know what I mean? yeah yeah so that's the kind of area that you're kind of passionate about and that you like to bring in yeah. a little bit in everything yeah yeah <laughs> right. exactly some people only want small but some people might say oh yes you know what now and it could be the difference of, like, Jardine, you could have a dark space and it could be the difference of taking off the dark curtains off the window yeah. and giving a light pair or even nice, you know. Yeah. It, it, you know what, now, and I suppose, just to let people know that all that is available there and the difference you can make by bringing those elements of biophilic design into a space, you know Very what I mean? Good. Yeah, yeah. And did you always want to work for yourself? Yes, I, I want, yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can always say that someday I'd like to be my own boss. Someday mm. I'd like to be an interior, you know, I have my own business along the way as I worked for multinationals as I worked at Apple and they worked in Alcon as a buyer so I suppose in a way that was a good thing for me because it made me realize the benefits of project management and buying and stuff like that so mm. it did give me a great foundation for stuff like that bills have to be paid so that's why I had to stay at that job for a while you know people now realize the value of a good interior designer when you have a property or a space and the benefits so I'm at it at a good time mm-hmm. I'm delighted I'm working for myself I'm my own boss which is great but I have family as well Jarlene and by working for myself I can my hours can work around them and mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I suppose every day for me is different and I love that idea I could be at home one day doing wood boards I could be doing out in people's houses tomorrow I could be down in West Cork you know what I mean mm-hmm. it, yeah it could be it, it very so and I love that and I suppose the thing I love more about I love meeting people because I'm a people person definitely so- a people person <laughs> <laughs> very good yeah yeah so uh, the question I was going to ask are, are there any particular elements of design that you're particularly passionate about but I presume that's biophilic design is it do you know what my two things I suppose I mm. love turning you know like modern contemporary design and biophilic design would be my big ones I love turning new and tired buildings into modern contemporary designs mm-hmm. and it could be some like it could be a, a new building there now and it might have no bit of I suppose warmth about it and I love creating that for people mm. but I also you know you could also go into someone's house and you could say and I'm using this as an example now you could have a, a kitchen come living room and it could be the darkest space now right but when I walk in that door, I'm like, if we knock that wall there now, we could have the light that's coming in. We can move the kit, you know, that over there. Straight away, the the, the, the voices are coming in my head. Yeah. Jordan saying what I can do for that. Do you know what? Now, people before, like if a window was in the wrong place or there was no light coming, they put up with it and they were like, oh, I'd love to do that. You don't have to do that anymore. And people are open to change now. Mm. And I suppose someone like me coming into someone's house like that, I love transforming those kind of places. 
you know, Spaces properties for people mm. that they might be dark. And they're like, oh, well, it was always like that. And sure, look, it's very dark. Yes, you can knock the and people, I suppose, are kind of say, it's okay, we can knock the wall, we can put up the RSJ, we get the builder in, we work it out. And once they know, then if you talk them through it, mm. they can actually say, well, you know what, you're right. I always love that. Or they might say, well, my house is the back, of, you know, that they can't see nothing and they have a lovely garden, then why don't you move? you know have you know have your den on the other side and bring your kitchen so you're looking out into the garden mm. and they're like oh my god I would love that small things like that you know yeah, that, exactly I suppose. and that's what i love it must be very satisfying oh my god i i and i won't like i love come you know going to people's homes seeing what they have and then if they take me out to do the project walking away saying okay do you know what now i'm so delighted with them mm. You know, because of a few changes and, you know, making realize how best to spend their money, they then realize the benefits of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. And how I've enhanced their lives. Well, you know, I hope I have anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and are there any core principles of design that are timeless in, in your opinion? Well, I suppose I always take people's homes and families into account because I think mm-hmm. that, like, I, I like to get to know my clients when I design space for them. And I like to think that be long lasting journey because there's no point in me putting something into their house that looks great no but they'll be allergic to it next year <laughs> so from a sustainability point of view as well people are definitely more conscious yeah. now as well of buying good first time rather than buying something because it's on trend you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah the other thing as well is a design needs to be functional and non-obtrusive it needs to work for a family there's no point in something looking fab it's like in a magazine but like god forbid they can't use it I like being honest with people. It needs to work for the client. Like, exactly, say, yeah. for example, if somebody said, oh, Mara, I love that black, shiny. I love like, you know, high glass, you know, presses are, you know what, now something that's, you know, that basically if you have young kids and they're going to put their paws and they're going to see it all the time, that's not going to function for you. Yes, if you are a young professional, or yes, you know, that, you know, put, then I'd say, no, instead of the high glass, make it matte. So then you get away with it, that you don't mm. have to be cleaning it all the time. I always use products, that work that work for people mm. and i suppose i prefer to let people have signature pieces bespoke pieces sometimes that will last the test of time rather than just buying things for the sake of it yeah. you know that kind of mm-hmm. so exactly. they will be my key things Grant, you, know? you were talking there about biophilic design so how would you add some biophilic design elements to an open plan space or a commercial building or, or home office how would you introduce it Biophilic design, I suppose, first of all, is a concept used within the building industry, just to give you a small little bit of background, to increase occupant connectivity to the natural environment. And that's basically through the use, as I said earlier, of direct nature, indirect nature, space and place conditions. Or in layman's terms, Jardine, biophilic design is all about bringing the outside in, Mm -hmm. right? Different ways that I have and can bring those elements into your house is obviously nature which you can bring in your pants which easy ways that you can bring some um, indoor pants be like your spider pants your snake pants or peace lily people love them as well a big thing that's coming back now is cock walls wooden walls Mm. uses of metal be it in the front of furniture they're upcycling furniture they're putting it in maybe the front of an old cabinet or something like that bringing lots of air into space you know like open up the windows but also you know if there's not enough coming in what ways can we bring it in light does it mean knocking a wall and putting a big long, say if it's a new build, obviously you're bringing a full wall of, of bifold or something like that coming through? 
or maybe it's the fact that you know what you've already on your window something like that needs to be taken down and put up something that's going to bring more light in open up a space like i said there will go you know what now if if you've a wall that's blocking the light that's coming in south facing view then maybe that one needs to be knocked right so that the light will come right through the room and they would be my key here is really that like it doesn't mean it's going to cost an arm and a leg but yeah. i suppose if you're doing a new build just think about those things before you start if you're in a house think of how can we can bring it in now without costing an arm like there's small changes you can make but there's also big changes you can make so i suppose you can bring areas of it in for in many ways you know what i mean Geraldine? yeah yeah and what type of projects will interest you most i suppose the ones i love the most is i love transforming spaces you know mm-hmm. the way like i said to you there will go bringing new life into it whether it's an old property or a new property when i walk into space automatically the head is going mm-hmm. what can i do here what can i do there you know from the minute I walk in the door and obviously after reading the discovery call questionnaire and stuff like that, I know what people want and what they need. And I, I know how I can transform a space. But at the same time, this is the client's home. I need to know our property, you know, I need to work for them. Because I love the natural light. Um, what are the good points of the space, say, for example, and talk to the client, what do you like about the space, what you don't like? Mm-hmm. And I like listening to them. Like if they have little things that are having annoyed them for a year, or, you know, I want to know about them. Tell me now, and how can I actually fix them for them? Mm-hmm. So no, they're actually, oh my God, I love that now. You know what I mean? What needs to stay and what needs to go? But those kind of practice transforming space for people to enhance their lives so that they love their homes. And mm. that would be my thing. There's certain areas of different projects I wouldn't do more than others, but I just love seeing people's lives change and are enhanced because of, the projects that I do you know right. that's my big you know I suppose that's my big love I suppose you know so how would you describe your style modern contemporary would be my main style mm-hmm. and I love bringing the elements of biophilic and design into it they would be my style that doesn't mean that I can't work for other your traditional or your more rustic style I worked everything but it's just I think a lot of people now love the bright airy spaces mm. like I know the certain areas in your house that you know you can some people like to have them kind of cozy and you can still have cozy but I suppose trying to let people know what's available and you know what my style as well is letting people know that you don't always have to knock walls to change change rooms and stuff like that and not all about that either you know work with what you have mm. you know how basically colors and textures and fabrics can actually enhance the room so much and Geraldine that would be one of my big things mm. you know and so can you describe the process you undertake with clients to come up with the design for example if you rang me now tomorrow and you said Mara okay I've got a living room at home that I need help with so I say what I normally do and I say I suppose I get you to tell me what you like and don't like over the phone about the room. So then I'd say to you, right, I'm going to send you out, I think I call it a discovery call questionnaire. So basically there's a load of questions in this form, but it also gives people a chance to kind of sit down and actually genuinely think about mm. what they like, they don't like in a space, the look that they're trying to achieve. And it gives them to actually stop and think without maybe so I suppose going head in first. Then I say to people that send me back the questionnaire, then I ask them, send me on a few photographs or even do a video of the space, go around and you have people say, and no more, I'm here now in the living room and <laughs> I don't like that now. And you know, I love that because I feel mm. as if I'm nearly in the room with the people mm. and it gives me a great idea then of the space and what, what it looks like and stuff like that, but plus what the person thinks of it. And I always say to people then, if there's like Pinterest and online now, people are looking all the time. And I say, look, if there's anything you've seen anywhere, send them on to me and I'll see if that will work for the space. And obviously, what the client wants is what the client gets mm. but if there's something they feel won't work in a design that I've said to them obviously because obviously it'll look better but that doesn't mean 
if I don't like it, that the client doesn't get to put in their space because it's all about the client. Do you know what I mean? So like that's I'm always kind of interested in, in, in how designers deal with situations where they may have a different idea of what would work best for their client. So how do you overcome differences in taste? Or is it always just what the client wants, the client gets? Well, do you know what? I suppose first, I suppose first I'm a designer, but the, <laughs> the client is the property owner. I suppose my job really is to show the client the benefits of my design ideas, but they have to like them too. If I'm really, really passionate about an idea and I think that the client isn't, what I normally do is I bring them to a showroom where just to give them an idea, because I suppose for me, it's all about visualizing space mm. and I go in, but not every client can see that or, you know, can honestly see what I'm trying to say to them. So if I feel that, that they don't see what I'm talking about, then maybe sometimes I say I bring them to a showroom or I might bring them to maybe somebody else's house that I've done something similar to and say, look, I've done this couple's house. It's very similar to yours. Mm. Do you want to come and have nose of it? And they might say, oh my God, I would love that. So then I bring them into the space and I say, okay, this is a thing that you don't want to spend the money on. Or maybe it's something that you don't like. But listen, this couple might not like later, but they did in the end when they saw mm. the benefit. And then, you know what they see? They're like, oh my God, yes, Mara, I get it. No, no situations as well, Charlene, that somebody might like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And if they don't, that's fine. Then we'll work around okay. it. I'll come up with an alternative. Do you know, I suppose I just want them to be happy when I walk out the door. That's my key thing. So the kind of questions that you need to know, like what would be the, I suppose, the one piece of information that's of utmost value? Like, I suppose you gather all, a lot of information. So through this questionnaire or whatever. So yeah. what one piece of information is the most important for you to get? For me, I suppose, who's using the space? Mm-hmm. Who's going to you? I suppose, living in the space? The look that they're trying to achieve? The big thing is budget as well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing because mm. people might say, oh, we've only five grand now to do this. But like the look they're trying to achieve might actually be costing 10, 15. You know what mm. I mean? But you have to be realistic as well. And I say, okay. And I always say to people as well, I can work to every budget. And of course, budget is key. But you can't uh, like expect, I suppose, big bespoke items that are not going to cost money. And I always tell people, but everyone's entitled to have a home regard, a fabulous home regardless of their budget. Mm. Look, everything is possible. You do, I work, can work to any budget, but I suppose you have to be realistic as well, Jordy. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So what would be your biggest influences? When it comes to designing properties and stuff for people? Mm. Yeah. I suppose my biggest influences would be when I go to someone's house and I see what they already have and I kind of have, have an idea of the, the look they want to achieve. But my biggest influences, I suppose, I love researching i love looking at new things coming down the line from here love going to trade shows i love to kind of see what i can bring to people not that all new things need to be brought into design but my biggest influence is what has worked for me and in past projects that have worked for people and that they know Mm. that they love it you know what i mean jordy yeah yeah yeah. you know what would be your dream project my dream project would be designing a modern contemporary house property overlooking the sea Mm. <laughs> I just love to see that's my piece place at the start with an architect and that I'm there at the very very start where I can use my modern contemporary influences as a designer and where I can bring in the biophilic again mm. use the outside view as the main feature of the property and walk around that you know what I mean yeah buy a property down there and can sail <laughs> or something you know oh no god problem. yeah don't West Cork love barley both Cork Clannic Kilty love it yeah in instructional design, we often comment that constraints breed creativity. Would you agree based on your own experience? Oh, God, I would, yeah. Because mm. some of my best designs come from constraints. And what I mean there is that, like, if you have your normal run-of-the-mill room, and that's perfect. 
but sometimes it's nice to be tested mm. when you're tested you think outside the box yes yeah makes you think oh, oh okay i can't use that there no so what will i use there so then it makes you go back and research and you know what now makes you double think you know i suppose if like your normal standard kitchen is there if you have a, a narrow kitchen then you have to think okay this person wants to have this here then how can i get that for them mm. you know what i mean it might be something that you'd have to get something really bespoke made for them or you know like sometimes they have, might have a lovely kitchen but the size of the table and chairs that you know you could buy bog standard in a normal front shop won't work there mm. so it might mean that I'm okay I need to get onto someone to actually make um, a bespoke table and chairs so that's going to fit in that space that's not going to invade their beautiful kitchen that they've spent thousands on do you know what I mean mm. they, they would be my big things really I suppose that I kind of find the test we, we kind of like when you don't have a small space, but the clients might want to have big ideas for the place mm. or storage. That's a big thing for people. They might think, oh, I can't put that there. Yes, you can. You know, you can dig into the wall, if, you know, and use the space that's in there, you know, cross space or something like that for people's would say dollar bungalows now, rather than having because the, the wall space would be pretty narrow there or would be as much as you'd have say mm. a two, normal two story house. So then there's no reason why you can't go into the cross space and put your wardrobe in there and yeah. You know, things like that. Yes, definitely. And I definitely think as, as a designer for all these projects that are not running the mid, by God, you learn so much from them and yeah. you bring them on yeah. because I'm, you know, what won't kill you will make you stronger, definitely. And, <laughs> you know, it's okay to ha- to not know what you need. And there's been days that I've been in projects that I come home and I say, okay, what do I need to do there now? And I might be here and I might spend my night checking stuff up on the internet and, you know, think what's out there now mm. for that. Because obviously, you look, as I said to you, every day is a school day. You've mm. got something new, you know? So I suppose like from a client's point of view, like that must be of huge benefit, you know, is is you being able to find a solution to a problem that they might not be able to find, you know? Exactly. And Jordine, I suppose out of the knowledge I might have come across something before, or I might have worked on the project maybe last year that might something the exact same thing. Or And I suppose I know where you can go, shops that have, have they have or you know what I could get that would be standard or that would work there or wouldn't be a standard mm. you know that kind of way so mm. all those things are a good thing you know so what are your, your biggest challenges I hate tech I yeah. hate <laughs> I would go into a room and I would talk to not 500 people no but even 100 people and talk to about interior design for the whole day long but then you've here, like I would find for me and my business, tech was the biggest challenge. Yeah. I mean, the kids found it very amusing. The fact that, you know, a oh, mom, do you not know, do that? No, I don't. Like, like there's been times like, I might think I'm posting something that doesn't even work. Like that would be the big thing. Yeah. I suppose the other thing is putting my face on camera. Mm-hmm. I'm over it now. But at the start, that was a, a big thing, you know, and do my videos, learning new skills. Yeah. I do think, I suppose I've learned now that, you know what, Mara, if you don't know, then ask. Somebody. yeah exactly you know i don't like tech i won't like but rather than me getting frustrated and spending hours on something then i put up my hand and i'll say look guys who can help me here i'm mm. in different various groups and you know networks and you can say okay guys i need help will one do any and then somebody might say well mara you know what now if i help you with tech i have a room there i need a new color yeah and love it. That's and it. we can swap and collaborate each other out you know what i mean which is great is there any piece of tech that you couldn't live without your software well God, Jardine, I have to say now, my laptop obviously is my yeah. world now. And I suppose my phone, key to my business as yeah. well, because I could be somewhere and if I'm out and about and take videos in the shop, or if I see something that I think would work well in someone's house, I'm like, oh my God, let's take a picture and send it on. Mm. And I suppose I'll use my phone for my posts on Instagram and mm. stuff like that. But 
a working day tool that I would use a lot would be Canva. Oh, yeah. For mood boards and stuff like that. You know, those kind of things, then they would be key for me to be able to show people mm. mood boards and visual aids, you know, stuff like that. What are your plans going forward now, Maura? My plans going forward. Conquer the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my plans going forward would be keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Learn new stuff, take on projects and educate myself more on bioflake design because I feel like I'm hungry for that now. Mm. Even more every every month, I feel like, oh my God, let's learn more of it and just keep what I'm doing, learning more stuff, doing my courses and putting myself out there doing more. I probably would be nervous to take on new things. Now I'm like, my my new way of learning is if somebody asked me to do something, even like you were doing this this morning, you mm. and would have said, oh God, well, you know, what, what will I sound like? You know, yeah. whatever. But my new thing now is say yes. Yeah. And I can work out after, you know, what I'm going to do. Things that I'd love to do, I'd love to be someone that is seen as a go-to interior designer in Cork. I'd yeah. love to be seen as someone that's maybe on, like I was saying to you earlier, I'd love to be seen that someone on the TV or even in the afternoon show or something like that yeah. thing. I'd love to, you know, that interiors is there for everyone. Interior design is there for everyone. And let people see that you can use it as much or as little as you want. And let people see it's affordable now. And what you, you know, if you want a big spend on your couch, you don't have to big spend it on a set of curtains. You know, let people know it's there. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's my plan. And and what piece of advice would you give to other people thinking of setting up in business? What mistakes or good choices did you make that you think would be of benefit to others? I suppose at the very start, I was very hard on myself. Mm. And don't be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Put your hand up, ask for help. There are lots of people out there they're in the same position as you kind of get people in your own little network say Jardine or even get you know the people are starting off in business well you meet them through your local Leo I found the local enterprise board fabulous mm. and then you meet people who are in courses that are in the same journey as you not in the same obviously business but you know then maybe even me for a cup of coffee and bounce things off each other for me get yourself a mentor or a coach key mm. I think to kind of you know to get rid of all that self-doubt and it keeps a phrase I keep saying to myself is eat the frog, Mar, eat the frog. And what I mean by that is feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes, I won't lie. There's been days here that I've gone on things and I'm doing the EFT tapping on my hand before I go or yeah. I might be panicking. And I'm, you know, if it's something new or you know, if I'm doing a, a webinar with someone and, you know, then I'm saying it's OK. People say to me, you know, it's OK to be fearful. You know, that's what drives you on as far as yeah. you do the next thing. So that's my motto, I suppose. Say yes and work out later. You know how you're going to do it. So eat the frog. <laughs> eat the frog. Eat the frog. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. That's a, a great way to end the podcast. So thanks very much, more for coming on and joining us here on the Core Creative Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Great. If you want to learn more about Maura and her work, you can find links to her website and social media on corecreative.ie.